0: Hi, I'm Alec Demenor and you're listening to the Functional Tennis Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Functional Tennis Podcast. I'm Fabio Molle, your host. Today I speak to the player known as the Demon, Alex Demonor. He is known as the Demon for his speed, agility and ability to get balls back in play that you would think is impossible. The wider you push him, the more dangerous he is. Alex is currently 21 years old and ranked 23 in the world. And importantly, he wears my favorite ASICS tennis shoes, the Solution Speed FF2. Two tanks are needed today. One, our podcast sponsor, Slinger, who helped pay all the podcast bills. Head over to slingerbag.com to get all the info on the portable ball machine that easily fits in the boot of your car and is super transportable with its portable wheels. Also, shout out is needed today for the team at Asics Tennis, who kindly arranged this chat with Alex for us. Thanks, guys. If you enjoyed the episode and you're listening on Apple or YouTube, please leave us a review or comment. You can share this episode on your Instagram story and don't forget to tag Functional Tennis or our podcast-specific account, Functional Tennis Podcast, so I can say thanks. Okay, over to Alex. Hi, Alex. Welcome to the Functional Tennis Podcast. How are you? I'm doing good. Great. I say you're just raring to go. I know you've been practicing a little, but I say you're just raring for some freedom.
0: Yeah, for sure. We've got a couple more days to go. And then we we have the freedom. Um, it's going to be very special. Um, looking forward to being able to roam around the streets of uh, of Melbourne, back in my home country, and and really looking forward to it.
1: Where's the first place you're going to go? Obviously, apart from the tennis court, that you're just going to say this is great. Favorite restaurant, favorite cafe, anything you've planned?
0: Well, uh, um, first thing I am is I'm moving into my new hotel. I love staying in the same area every single year. And I've got my uh, three or four kind of uh, breakfast places and, and coffee places. So I'd say the first thing I'll do is go for a walk and and, and get myself a, a coffee.
1: Nice. I, I see. You're pumped for that. I also want to say uh, congrats, by the way, on winning the title this year already. It must be good to start the year with a title under your belt
0: so it's, a, it's a great feeling. I mean, we went out there to, to try and engage where, where my level was at and I, I was able to bring a very high level throughout the whole week. So it was a great way to kind of start uh, 2021, uh, put 2020 behind and hopefully have a, a big year in 2021.
1: Yeah, and how are you, how are you feeling? How's training been going for you?
0: It's been going well. I'm very happy to be back here in Australia We've been having some great practice sessions uh, with Cameron Norrie and and now we're just, uh, I guess we're both looking forward to getting out of here and and get stuck into competing. Uh, This is what we came here for and I think we're both uh, definitely ready to go.
1: And what was it like training with with the same guy? Did you do uh, one or two weeks with Cameron?
0: So it's going to be uh, two weeks now. It's a total of, well, 14 days, uh, our quarantine. And yeah, it's. I mean, with someone like Cameron, we, it's been great. We've had very high level sessions every single day and, and we both understand each other. So we were able to, if one day one person wanted to work on a, a certain aspect, then we would do that. And the next day we would, uh, work on the other player's uh, area that they wanted to work on. So, it was uh it was great we we've managed really well and we're almost done
1: so are are you ready for the the big rematch next week? Well this will probably go live the day of your rematch. Are you super pumped to be playing the Dal again
0: yes i mean it's uh it's great it's a uh, uh a great way to start the year it's going to be tough but uh' another big opportunity for me to go out there and, and give it my all. It's uh, definitely exciting. I had a, a, a great match against him uh, last year. So hopefully I can bring a very high level again and, and really try to take it to him. Yeah,
1: I was only watching last night some highlights from that match. Uh, unfortunately, we can't post them on Functional Tennis because of ATP Tour Copyright. But we did, I did have a practice point that you had with Rafa in Paris last year and people went mad for it like it's just cr- crazy it was a good court angle view and the hustle is unbelievable what's it like out there when you I know it's your game where you're just hustling everything but Rafa just pushes you that bit further uh, how are you feeling like when you're on the edge
0: well of course I mean uh, that's what uh, makes Rafa such an amazing player and one of the greats is, uh ability to make you push to, to the edge uh, not give any points free and, and make you feel like you're constantly under pressure. So, look, it's uh, it's definitely something that, you know, we've got to prepare both mentally and physically to, to be ready. It's uh, going to be a lot of energy coming out and, and you know, that's the level and intensity you've got to bring uh, out on call with him.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. But he pushes you to your to your absolute limits and you seem to be most dangerous on the absolute limits so I'm looking forward to seeing it again it's going to be great do you feel like you're playing home in Australia do you feel more nervous pressure or excitement what's your or is it a mixture of all them
0: I would say it's more excitement I mean there's uh there's nothing better for me to come out here and play in front of my home crowd it's something that uh I miss throughout the whole year, and for me, the Australian summer is just the best time of the year yeah It's nothing better for me. I love uh playing in France in front of such an amazing crowd, which always have my back and i uh have always been there, so it's gonna be amazing to to be able to play in front of that crowd again
1: yeah no i I think it's gonna be great, so Australia to go all the way is it
0: of course, yes.
1: I love it. I love it. And let's let's jump quickly talk about your speed, your agility. And before we talk about that, we got to say huge thanks to Asics for organizing this. You wear the Solution Speeds. They are they're my favorite shoes. I preach about them all the time in functional tennis and I've been wearing them ever since. I think about 2011 or 12 since they first brought them out. But how do you find the latest version that's just been released?
0: Well, for me, uh I used to use the old Solution Speed FF and uh, since I've changed the new Solution Speed FF2, I've felt, I mean, they've always been unbelievable shoes, but I feel like they've somehow managed to go a step further. It feels lighter, it feels more comfortable, it feels kind of like it's molded for my game. You know, I'm always uh, running side to side and, and it just feels like it gives me that, kind of one second head start
1: yeah no i i understand that's two of my bits of feedback where i thought they were more comfortable and lighter at the same time so i think they've they've done a great job and what color what's your favorite latest color
0: well at the moment i'm going to be wearing the yellow uh color yellow orange color uh that's what i'll be wearing for for the australian open so I'm really looking forward to, to bringing those ones uh, out and, you know, hopefully I can have a, a big Aussie summer with them.
1: Nice. I'm sure you will. And do, do you have any input into the design of them? Do ASICS get on to you and ask for your feedback in in the early prototyping of the latest versions?
0: I mean, ASICS is, uh, is amazing. I, I never knew that uh, a player would have uh, such a impact or they would ask the players for so much feedback about the shoe and... Yes. I mean, they constantly ask me about my thoughts and and what aspects I, I want to, to change, if there are any, and what aspects I like or I do not like. And so, you know, we've always been working together. And I mean, it shows uh, I love the shoes. And uh, for me, they're definitely the best shoes on the market right now.
1: I couldn't agree more with you. sounds very biased, but I couldn't agree. I think they're, they're my favorite shoes and they're great. And great to see you they there rocking them. Let's cut back to your early days. You spent a lot of your childhood in Spain. How, yes. how was life in Spain? When did you move there?
0: So I was born in Australia. When I was five, uh, we moved to Spain for eight years. Um, During that time, I was going to school, Uh, I had already started playing tennis and I kind of grew, played a lot of my my younger years over there in in Spain and then after those eight years, we moved back to Australia for for another three years in 2012 to about 2015-16 and then we moved back to Spain. So we've been back and forth uh, a, a fair bit uh, and I've been able to, I would say, get the, the best out of both worlds.
1: You, you get somewhere in Spain and summer in Australia.
0: Yeah, exactly. Got, got it both.
1: And are you, you're still working with your same childhood coach.
0: Yes, I am.
1: Yeah, you've been working with the same childhood coach. Like That says a lot because we, we see so many players get to, I don't know, they just... Turn pro and all of a sudden they they need a new team and i want a new coach and what are the qualities you've seen your coach going through your career to where you are now
0: well for me it's uh, it's something amazing i mean uh i've been with adolfo i think we looked back on it uh, the other day and it's been about you know 14 years almost so it's uh I've been able to to honestly say that uh, I've been through all of my stages in my career with him. It's been amazing for him to be uh in every step of the way in my career and and for us to grow together as a team, me as a player and as a person and to be where we are right now together and we've done it just by by hard work and Look, he's uh, the one person that's always going to keep me grounded, and and the one person uh, that uh, I always want, kind of in my life, has always been there, and it's, it's just uh, a great person to to have around.
1: Yeah, no, that, that that sounds like such a solid base to have, which is really important. One less thing to worry about. Did you ever have speaking to Spain? Was it? And you play for Australia. Was there ever? A big decision of who I'm going to play for, or was always like, no, Australia's the one in my heart.
0: Uh, I was born in Australia. I, I really have always felt Australian. And uh, the biggest thing is when I really needed the help, Australia was there to to help me out, and they've always had my back from day one. So, look, there's nothing, nothing better or nothing that I wanted to do more than to represent my country in Davis Cup. And I've been uh, fortunate enough to to be able to do so. And I would say it's one of my greatest accomplishments till this day.
1: Yeah, it's a huge accomplishment. And thinking back to Spain early days, any junior tennis players you played with back then? Any of them on tour at the moment?
0: Yes, there's uh, there's a couple. Uh, I played uh, a lot with uh, Alejandro Davidovic. Who, who's uh, on to now, top hundred, playing some, some great tennis. I've played with Nicola Kuhn. um and then I've been able to to spend a lot of time with uh training with I guess uh Roberto Bautista, uh Garcia Lopez, a lot of these guys that uh over the years being in Spain, you know, we've got them very close and, and we uh train a lot together.
1: Nice, that's great. This podcast is brought to you by ASICS Tennis. ASICS is a Japanese company founded in 1949 with the purpose of giving more people the opportunity to experience how sport and movement can have a positive impact on mental well being. That purpose is also in their name. ASICS is an acronym which means Anime Sano Incorporate Sano, a Latin phrase meaning sound mind, sound body. Today, the brand is still dedicated to that founding belief of demonstrating the positive effects sport and movement can have on our mental well being all over the world. They just launched their most innovative tennis range ever, which includes the new Court FF3 Novak, the shoe designed from the ground up with the help of Novak Djokovic. Get your pair now at Asics.com And it must be good sometimes the general public think, oh like you're playing uh, these guys for the first time, you know like it's the first time you've played an ATP Tour, but you guys go back, let's say 10 years. must be great having that relationship with these players that you play for the first time in the ATP tour, but you know them so long. Like That's something that I think the general public don't really think about.
0: Yeah, well, a lot of the players, especially when we're in uh, similar age groups, we've normally been playing each other for about 10 years. And we've grown up with each other. We've gone through every kind of step of the way in, in our careers uh, together. And, and it's amazing to... To just look back on, on that time where we're playing each other in, I don't know, under 10, under 12 uh, tournaments, and now to be able to say that we're out here playing each other on the ATP Tour, it's pretty special.
1: Yeah, it, must, it makes the games more exciting as well, because you know their game, you've probably practiced with them loads as well, and what's it like then when you face somebody who you've never played before, so it could be younger, older, and you know, you might watch a bit of video on them before. How much trickier does it make? Like, how long does it take you to try and figure out their game?
0: Well, uh, a lot of the time, uh, you kind of have to figure it out once you're out there on court. I mean, uh, there's players that you've never played before, and even though you might watch uh, some footage on them, it's not the same as actually playing them, and and every match is different. So a lot of these matches, you kind of have to adapt in the moment, and, that's uh, one of the beauty of it as well, uh, to be able to change your tactics mid-match uh, according to what your your opponent is giving you, and yeah, it's just another in-game battle you have to deal with.
1: Part of the challenge. Just going back to to juniors, you were you were quite successful, June. You were number two in the world. Was it always a dream for you from an early day that you were going to be a professional tennis player?
0: Uh, I would say that you know, as a kid. Uh, Obviously, that was always a dream, but uh, when I was twelve, was probably the moment where I really kind of uh, looked at myself in the mirror and and started, uh, you know, doing. Uh, since education, I was in the federation here in Sydney, and I started to train full time. And from then on, I was like, you know, this is uh, this is what I want to do. So I've got to make sure I do everything in my power to to reach my goal of, of playing on tour. So that was probably the the age that I, I really started to take everything uh, seriously.
1: Yeah, that's a, quite a commitment as a 12-year-old, uh, but I'm sure that's what's needed to get there. And so you, you do your junior career, you've switched to the senior tour quite early. How's that transition been as a 16-year-old playing on the, playing Futures,
0: I think it was very important for me, um, mainly because there's a, a lot of, uh, of players that um, that switch uh, from junior tour onto the senior tour, the futures tour, the challenger tour, and they often, uh, you know, I, I would say, spend a, a bit more time than, than ideal, and then it kind of can hurt you because you kind of, I would say... Um, your level stays there, whilst if you're able to kind of uh, transition through those periods uh, quicker, not only do you get more professional, um, everything becomes more serious, everything's uh, way more with your main goal, which is to get to the ATP tournaments.
1: It Makes sense. And do you remember your last junior tournament?
0: My last junior tournament, I believe... Uh, was US Open, I think it was, yeah, US Open uh, 2018, 2017. Okay, that's so long yeah, ago. Yeah, well, I'm not too sure. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. wasn't so, so long ago. So I played ago. juniors that year, I didn't go too well, and from then on, uh, I I stopped playing.
1: Let's play some proper tennis with the big boys.
0: Yeah, well, I was lucky that I was able to get some results, and that kind of helped my, my decision.
1: Yeah, and something we ask all our guests, whether the coaches or players, is advice for juniors. I'm sure you get asked all the time. Uh, parents and players ask for advice, but what's the main bit of advice that you dish out for juniors who want to be pros?
0: I think the the biggest advice I would say is that you will never be good enough, and you should never be content with where your levels at. There's always always room for improvement, and there's always aspects on your game to to get better at. Uh, and I think that's one of the things I've always uh, taken with me. And every day is another another chance to get better or to improve at, at something new. So you can never be satisfied with yourself because that's the way you kind of uh, stay where you are and don't progress.
1: Keeps you humble as well.
0: Exactly. I mean, uh, you, you you never going to be good enough. So that oh, that basically means you've got to keep working uh, constantly. So that's uh, the biggest thing.
1: Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. And thanks. That's a great bit of advice there. And let's jump on to your speed and your agility. Were you always quick as a junior? Was was that your number one attribute?
0: Well, uh, until probably 16, 17, where I kind of started growing into my body, I was actually... I had big feet, and uh, I struggled with movement a little bit. I was uh, a bit quirky, I would say. I worked a lot on on the technique of of moving, and and once my my body grew, I kind of grew in my body. Then that's when I started to get that that speed, and from then on, it's just been you know constant work. I'm not. Uh the biggest guy and not the strongest guy. So uh I've gotta find different ways of winning matches and that's uh one of the ways that have uh, has worked for me. You
1: are you're six foot, aren't you? Or one one eighty-three, or is that info wrong? <laughs> yeah,
0: I am one eighty-three, yes.
1: Oh no, nice. so yeah, you're not the small you're not the smallest guy out there, as in from a height perspective. But uh you move you you move unbelievably one of the best movers on the tour. And do you, do you always, are you still working on drills to help you get quicker to make sure you're agile? What's your favorite drill to work on?
0: Of course. I mean, uh, as I said before, you can always improve. Uh, so, um, look, it, it, depends on, on the, the day or what my, uh, fitness coach decides, but, uh, there's always a lot of, uh, sprints, a lot of, uh, Movement stuff um, on court, especially a lot of a uh, drills to just keep working on kind of those end range shots and and turning uh, defense into offense. So there's a there's a couple of drills here and there uh, that you know I I keep doing since uh, that I have been doing for for a long time for sure.
1: You will have to throw them up on your Instagram. Give us a bit of give us a bit of insight uh, someday. Who was the first person to call you the demon?
0: Uh, I got called the demon by, um, a coach and one of my coaches in in Sydney, uh, called Ben Pine. He was the first person to kind of call me the demon and, and from then I I loved it and it kind of stuck. So I can't, I can't really complain. I think it's It's a a sick, uh, sick nickname and, uh, am definitely going to rock with it.
1: Yeah, no, some people have good nicknames. Have a friend of mine, they call him the Champ. Uh, I, I think it's up there with the yeah. Demon. There's some good nicknames. Look, let's quickly uh, quickly run on to Leighton Yude, your mentor. What's it like? I know you played him in doubles in Her- Hersenbosch. What was it like playing him in doubles? What was the intensity like? W- was he out to beat you? Were you out to get him?
0: Oh, It was, uh, look, uh, Leighton's been an amazing mentor of mine, has helped me. So much. He brought me under the Davis Cup uh, umbrella from from a very young age, and I was able to learn so much from from him and, and all the greats and and the the players as well, the Aussie players. So, look, it, it was uh, a surreal experience uh to to be able to play him in a doubles match. It was uh, it was fun. It was uh, exciting, and it was a. Uh, a great feeling for sure who
1: actually won i don't know
0: uh we we ended up getting uh the win uh it was a very very tough match and i think we just sneaked it in a super nice. buster so it was uh, very tight
1: nice uh two more questions for you alex one is what have you learned what's the one most important thing you learned from layton
0: well, his biggest thing was always to to believe in myself and the, that I was good enough to to be with these top guys. Uh, I think that's uh, the biggest thing to just uh, believe that I'm supposed to be there, and that's uh, believe that I belong uh, with these top guys. And this uh, definitely made a huge impact on me once I started believing believing in myself that I could take it to these top guys and and feel like I was one of the tour so that was probably the biggest thing
1: nice great to have him rooting in your corner giving you that belief and last question we know you're good pals with Nick Kyrgios uh, what has what do you learn from Nick on a daily basis
0: Nick and I we've got a great re- relationship with I've been able to to get to know him through through Davis Cup and he's always had my back he's always been a guy that would hit with me uh, in the Davis Cup sessions, and he's been amazing. And with him, I think we have a, a great chemistry. We we both uh, are able to help each other out. Sometimes I I often am a little bit too tough on myself, and uh, I forget to kind of enjoy the game uh, a little bit. And that's uh, what I learn a lot from from Nick and sometimes uh, I'm able to kind of vice versa. You know, I think we're, we we complement each other very well and he's uh, just an, an amazing guy and an amazing player to have uh, by your side.
1: Yeah, that that sounds like a, a good mix uh, that to have and for somebody to work with. Well, look, uh, Alex, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Best of luck in the ATP Cup in the Australian Open, Uh, go get him. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you very much.
1: I hope you enjoyed that chat with Alex. It was great to find out more about him. He's only 21. He's a great career ahead of him, so we wish him all the best. And after you leave us a nice review or comment, you should head over to YouTube and look for his highlight reels and you'll honestly get tired looking at the points. They're ridiculous. I'll be back in a few days with another episode, so stay tuned and until then, goodbye.